welcome to episode two of the Church Tech 101 podcast. This episode is entitled, You Don't Have to Be First Baptist Atlanta. There's a story behind that. So I was having a conversation recently with an assistant pastor who, um, his job is to do all sorts of things, including media. He's one of these small churches where you have a senior pastor and you have an assistant pastor, and that's it. And they're happy to have an assistant. So we were looking at something in the auditorium about speaker systems and uh, all that sort of thing. And we looked at some other things, and I asked him, I said, well, how's your live stream going? And he said, well, I think it's going pretty good. We're pretty happy with it. But we do have a guy who complains about it. And I said, oh, that's that's very interesting. I said, what does he say? And I ask this question a lot because sometimes people will tell me something that I will go, oh, I know what's happening or, oh, I know what's wrong. Uh, but he said, well, he complains it doesn't look like First Baptist Atlanta's live stream. <laughs> and so I chuckled right away. But uh, for those of you who don't remember, maybe First Baptist Atlanta as the home church of Dr. Charles Stanley. And um, uh, when he was senior pastor there, um, In Touch was the radio and television program. So, And they started doing In Touch in, uh, I think, the mid-'70s. So uh, quite frankly, that's a church that knows how to do video and has been doing video for television for quite a long time. (laughs) And so um, I thought, well, I'll... That's an interesting complaint. I'll go look at First Baptist Atlanta's live stream. And so I watched, uh, I think it was a Christmas uh, special or something. Anyway, I watched um, a special music piece with choir and and soloist that in seven minutes had 35 different shots. And every single shot was a moving shot. So zooming in or zooming out or panning. or uh, There was a shot that was several shots that were obviously an overhead crane which is the big boom arm that comes out over the congregation with the camera on the top and does sort of a big sweeping shot across everything. And so, you know, sometimes I just can't let it go. So I called First Baptist Atlanta and I left a voicemail. I said, I'd like to talk to your your tech director. And so he called me back. Um, A very nice gentleman. Um, Let me look here. His name is uh, Rusty Galloway. And we had a very good chat. Um, unfortunately it was, uh, I wasn't able to capture that chat, but, um, I asked him a couple of questions. He's director of media at first Baptist Atlanta. I said to him, uh, how many paid staff are on your media team, full-time paid staff? And he said, oh, well, we have five people who are full-time paid staff for the media team. And I said, okay, that's interesting. I said, well, how, how big of a team do you have on a Sunday morning to run everything? You know, lights, sound, video, everything. He said, well, we have a team of 25 people. I said, oh, okay, so five paid staff, and then you have 20 volunteers. And he said, oh, no, no, we don't have any volunteers. And he said, the other 20 people are paid contractors. They work at local television studios in Atlanta, and some of them are cameramen for national shows like um, Family Feud. (laughs) He said they're all industry professionals, and they're all paid contractors. 
Um, and I thought, well, that's, that's, that's wild. Not a single volunteer. And so I said to him, well, what is, what does the team look like on a Sunday morning? He said, well, we have, we have nine camera operators. Um, we have three people who, uh, shade cameras. That is, they remotely adjust the light levels for cameras. It's done in professional video quite a bit. Uh, somebody will sit back there and remotely adjust the iris for the camera. Um, he said, we have one video playback person, a technical director, a video director. We have three people who run graphics. Um, he said, we have one person who just mixes the live stream audio, one person who just mixes the monitors for the platform, and one person who just mixes sound for the auditorium itself. And we have a lighting director. And um, I was just, you know, blown away, but I shouldn't have been by looking at the live stream. I could tell this is very well done. And um, it's interesting to me that in the age of video, we feel the pressure as church media teams to come up to the level of First Baptist Atlanta. But the problem is we don't have the tools or the people to operate at that level. Now, I've written down a couple of things, but listen, first of all, just take that expectation off your plate. There will be people who expect that from you. Just take it off your plate. And if you want to, send them to this podcast episode or quote some stats about big churches. And this isn't just First Baptist Atlanta. It's all these big mega churches that you see um, online and you look at their live stream. Yes, it looks amazing. Yes, they have full-time staff. That's how they do it. Um, so here's some points I thought. I, I wrote down a couple of thoughts. One, don't be too hard on yourself. You're running this with volunteers. <laughs> I think you should strive for excellence and you can do that, but don't put that pressure on yourself. Um, it's okay to have a simple live stream. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, do you just have one camera? That's great. Just make sure it's in focus and it looks nice. Uh-huh. Do you have two cameras? Awesome. You know, um, but you don't need nine. <laughs> um, Two, produce a solid live stream with the resources you have. You know, if you have good audio on your live stream, like not distorted and pretty well balanced, you're in a good spot. People will watch a live stream where the video is maybe just a fixed shot, but the audio sounds good and it's loud enough and, or isn't too loud and distorted. They'll watch that, but they will stop watching a live stream where they can't hear anything or where everything is so overblown and distorted that it's just hard to listen to. Number three, create a simple workflow. This can really help you create a consistent live stream. This is the hardest thing to do is create a consistent live stream where every week it's the same, but that all comes down to simple workflow. And have your steps written out, train your people in your steps, and don't make your workflow too complex. 
If if you're a small church, um, don't feel like you've got to put up every song number and um, every like lower thirds for pastor and all that sort of thing. Um, just keep it simple. If you're a small church and you have five or six people who tune in, they already know who pastor is. You don't need to title him. Um, that's fine. Um, keep it simple. Create an easy workflow. Number four, don't let your in-person suffer because of the live stream. I have seen, uh, even in my own tech booth, um, when the internet was having problems, um, the tech team got refocused and almost went off the rails for the auditorium. I said, look, 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 you have 400 people sitting here in the auditorium. We need to make sure that the auditorium is happening. Live stream? Okay, yeah, don't worry about that right now. We need to get everything right for here. And part of that is having a backup plan because we have a way to tape all of our services. And you can do that too, even if it's just um, OBS. There's a record feature in OBS. Hey, if if the internet goes down, no problem. Just upload it to YouTube or Facebook, whatever, later. Um, and number five, let the stress go. I mean, you don't have to stream every single service. Maybe it's just Sunday morning. And you don't have to stream all your music. Maybe you just stream Pastor's Sunday morning sermon. Um, I feel like we have put ourselves under this sort of burden of we have to perform. We have to come up to this next level. There's nothing wrong with, at some point, upping the level of your live stream. But make sure that you've got an easy workflow. It's consistent and it's ready and don't stress about it. You know, it's easy for me. It was easy for me to stress because I felt like, oh, there are other live streams that look better than mine. Um, and I'm the tech guy. So my live stream should be amazing. Yeah, I just let that go because I'm working with my volunteers. That's my team. And we'll get there. We're doing a good job. Uh, we keep working at it. A lot of my volunteers are teenagers. Uh, they've never done anything like this before. They pick things up pretty quickly, but we're learning so that they'll be consistent. And we'll get consistent, you know, following with the camera is something that we're working on. And not everybody's really consistent at that, but we're, we just keep practicing, practicing, working, working. Part of that too is let it be imperfect. Some of you just like went to a spasm it's okay. <laughs> your live stream can have problems. It can have flaws. Um, you'll get there. Allow your team time to learn. Allow your team time to make mistakes. You are producing a one hour stream every single week. And if you're doing Wednesday night, maybe twice a week. Uh, if you're doing Sunday night, maybe three times a week. So just give it space. Let it grow and try not to stress out so much about it. I know all of us want our live stream to look like First Baptist Atlanta. But to be honest, we don't have the people and resources. And so it's going to be hard to come up to that standard without wearing out your team. Anyway, so those are my observations. Don't be too hard on yourself. Produce a solid live stream with resources you have. Create a simple workflow that's easy for your volunteers. Don't let your in-person suffer if your live stream goes south, which it might. And let the stress go. It'll be okay. 
anyway, I hope that was a helpful episode. And um, I certainly enjoyed researching this one. And just remember, it's okay if your live stream doesn't look like First Baptist Atlanta. See you on the next episode.